The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by Eno, the Capital One Assistant. What's in your wallet? We haven't got to the Marshawn deal. Uh, maybe we'll do that a little bit later. Standing for the Mexican anthem. And um, I don't know how much I want to do in the Trump tweets, although we could do it and it wouldn't be a total reach. Will Cain here today, the Russell Show. It's ESPN Radio and Tim Hasselbeck every single Monday. So we just got through the Tyrod stuff. What about Denver? Because, uh, Will, you have a Denver-Elway thing that you and I have disagreed with. So why don't you present your Elway-Denver theory to Tim and then see whose side he takes. Is that yeah. newsworthy today? What is I would this? Like well, yeah, they just fired, they just fired their offense coordinator. Which I think Elway. that Elway, mm-hmm. John Elway, great quarterback, by the way. I don't know if you caught his tape back in the 80s. Yes. yes. Really lit it up. Um, has been a really good GM as well. But... Okay. The Church of Elway has somehow been unable to look at the sins he's committed at the quarterback position while general manager of the Denver Broncos. That it has been, and this is my take, mishandled now for going on quite some time. And it has been multiple mistakes. Whether or not it's, tra- uh, what, what, uh, okay, let me, it's let me drafting know. Paxton Lynch, okay. it's entrusting everything to Trevor Simeon, in my estimation, not going for Tony Romo when he expressed interest and would have been... When they had a team that is a competitive level team with a championship level defense, having a quarterback like that would have made all the difference in the world. It's several I, I, different I, I'm opportunities on, where he's on with. All of them the Roma. I'm sorry. I, right, but don't you have to give him credit for getting out? For, I mean, so he when he takes that job, Tim Tebow's his quarterback. He gets out from under that by getting Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. So does he get credit for that? He gets credit for recruiting Peyton Manning. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of guys would like to have Peyton Manning, and he got. Well, they, it. He they didn't got see him. Well, listen. Yeah, so that's a recruit. That's not. That's not. That's not like a um, in, insight he had that no one else had. He recruited Peyton Manning. It's not like he was the only guy out there who thought Peyton right. Manning would be great. Right, but even he, though he was coming off an injury, but he got him. He was coming off. A, yeah, serious. I mean, by the way, on the same point, Tim, I think he gets credit for Brock Osweiler walking when he was ready to throw fifteen million. At, right. What was it? Forty-five million. Yeah, he was going to pay him as a starter. He's going to pay right. him as a. Legitimate and the only reason starter. we don't look and laugh at that is because there's we point, no income tax in Texas. <laughs> That's right. Right. So I just think he's gotten a pass on the management of the quarterback position. In Here's Denver. your problem. I was going to let that go. Uh, it's been two years, man. Two years. What are you talking about? Two years since Manning has been gone. You, every time you do this argument, you act like it's been five years of quarterback screw-ups. What? Manning was with them in 2015. They transition out of that. You know, what, what are you, Listen, what are you supposed to do Listen, they draft Simeon here? in the seventh Okay, you can go two years with me. I can go six transactions. But you're acting as if there's all these other teams that when they move on from a quarterback, they immediately solve their problem. It, more often than not, once you're in this group, you're stuck in it for a while. You don't get to be the Let me just get this straight. Often. You have brought up a two-year-old debate to have a two-on-one debate with me because, and I'm cool with it, I'm used to it. This well, is they how it fired rolls. McCoy today. That's right. That's why we're because bringing Because McCoy up. is the latest fall guy for this offensive failure. I just think that you're being really convenient with the way you present your argument here. Acting, you exaggerate it like it's long. Guy we're who, in season two post-Manning. The guy who has six different transactions as piece of evidence is convenient to right, the counter-report two years in one transaction. On, you can't say, but but part of the issue on it is the transactions at quarterback. It's really been, he drafted Paxton Lynch. That's really been the transaction. Peyton retires, he drafts Paxton Lynch, Right. Okay. Start, okay, that's one of them, well, yes. And he offered Brock Osweiler a contract, but Osweiler took one that somebody was willing to pay him more money. Too. And you dis- right? I, I mean, you can disagree with this because I think you just said you did a minute ago. Once you realize you don't have it, 
not going for someone like Romo who wanted yeah, but to see, be there. The issue with Romo is I'm not sure. Like I'm not sure Romo was an answer. I mean, Romo played very little football, you know, towards the end. He wasn't healthy. We'll never there know. was a lot of it. Right, but I think like what happens to a lot of guys, they become much better once they stop playing. You know, I mean Romo I mean he couldn't make it through a preseason. Like he just hadn't been healthy. I don't think they thought they were going to be able to protect him. So they feel like they were doing him a favor. Nice. The Paxton one I'm surprised they took Paxton Lynch too. I was surprised when they took him, but uh, that you're you're applying decade. No, you're doing kind of the decade long frustration, and you're applying it to a team that's not even two full seasons removed from Manning. Like more often than not, every team was going to find themselves in this area they don't want to be at with that position after Manning left. But, like you're, but I, you're criticizing them, I think, for something that happens to almost every team. This is. To me, this lends to my side of the argument because championship windows are small, and every and aspect, and every aspect of that team, therefore, was championship level except for one position. Right, but here's the other thing you have to realize too. Um, in terms of Elway, I, like I don't think you can just look at the quarterback situation and think like, "Hey, that's all on Elway." Okay, you know, in terms of it. They drafted Paxton Lynch. People, I wasn't crazy about the pick, but there are plenty of people that thought Paxton Lynch could play and, and has a lot of the tools. I think now you're getting to a point, though. Okay, He fires John Fox, hires Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak, obviously, for whatever reason, he that has since changed. Well, now, now I think you can start to look at the hiring of Vance Joseph. Like, what Was that the right hire? Because Vance Joseph and Mike McCoy, and I even think the firing of Mike McCoy, I wonder, like, how does that make sense? And really, this should be a good exercise for any owner that is going to you know, hire a, a head coach because they were a really good offensive coordinator on a team that had a really good quarterback. Because it's not always a great indicator that the guy's going to be good. Like Josh McDaniels might end up being great, might end up being great. But like there are a lot of coaches that could say, Hey, look, it's easy. It's easy to call a lot of the same stuff that they've been calling in New England for a long time with that guy as your quarterback. Like I, I, I think, I think now because there's been other things outside of quarterback, you can be critical of Elway for it. I ask this out of curiosity, not out of protest. Why are we having this debate? Because Mike McCoy was fired. How okay. does that? I'm just curious how this Elway quarterback thing, uh, why that occurred to you when McCoy is fired? I'm genuinely curious. I would want to talk about Denver. <laughs> but Okay, so Mike McCoy was fired. Do you feel like you're being thing, persecuted I, I, right was now? Was he fired because, John, are you saying that then my take would be, because I hadn't made this take yet, but maybe you're kind of backing me into it. He's fired because John Elway's mismanaged the quarterback position? Oh I'm just trying God. to. No, but, but wait a no. second. That's not what I just, I thought it was topical, and I was like, let's do a Denver topic. Well, here's the different topic. We're not I'd a like courtroom. Listen, Paxton Lynch gets hurt. Paxton Lynch gets hurt, and they're, they continue to play Trevor Simeon. I mean, Paxton Lynch hasn't been as good as they thought that he would be. Look, John Elway and like a lot of personnel departments, they might think it's because they haven't coached the guy up correctly. Right. I, I, I just think it's to say we're not even two full seasons removed from Manning. I, I think it's a little. You're being a little difficult with that. Like yeah, you have this. So. You have this Elway thing. Like Elway won a Super Bowl with the Manning thing. It worked out. It hasn't worked out since. It hasn't even been two full seasons. That's not that weird. Yeah, um, I disagree. You got six swings at the batter, so and you missed on all of them. Um, on Elway, <laughs> six swings. Uh, on Elway, K 
Can has he, calling your team soft? See, now that's more newsworthy. That's interesting to me. <laughs> wow. Calling your team soft. What, what's going on with you? How right does now? that play in the locker room? From the general manager, to think position. he's just abrasive. You know, um, you guys come at me and the, I'm abrasive. How, how's that? Um, how's that play in the locker room? It's terrible. To be honest with you, I think it, it's a um, it's like firing a shot at the coach. In that, once you call a team soft, you're basically saying to the coach, like you don't you don't get these guys ready to play. That's what you're doing when you say that. I think Vance Joseph could be in trouble. I mean, they're firing Mike McCoy right now, and you know the general manager is saying the team's soft. I think Vance Joseph could be in trouble. Anything else we left out? Is Minnesota good? They're good. Um, Case Keenum's good. That whole Teddy Bridgewater thing we talked about, like the idea that they should be thinking about Teddy is crazy. That's not Are you giving happen. Rick Spielman a lot of love for how he's managed that uh, Minnesota situation? Yeah, I mean, look at all the he, quarterbacks they've got I mean, there. they're loaded. Keenum, stacked. Bridgewater, stacked. No Bradford, when he was all three healthy. of those guys could possibly start. You know what? How about this? Taylor Heineke? Huh? Denver loved you, to have any three of them. How'd you leave Boom. him out? What you got there? Would they? Would they? We'll see this offseason and see how hard they go after Teddy. See how <laughs> hard three, they go after Sam. All three of them are better than what they got. They could make it. I think they were, they were interested in Sam. They were interested in Sam at one point. He I might think. be there. He's probably you know? the most likely to. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, McAdoo stuff, you big on McAdoo? How you feel? How about, about the look? Raiders? How about McAdoo's Honestly, look? Honestly, I'm fine with the hair. Yeah. I'm fine with the hair. Shades? What I'm trying to have a hard time with, I'm, I'm, you know what, the equipment guys at the Giants, I hope they're they're listening. Joe Skiba, I hope you're listening. What's what, up, Joe? When, when he requests like that pullover, like the 4X pullover, like I want to know what he, what look he's going for with the if he wants you know an I mean? earring with a dagger next week <laughs> to go with the shades and slick back hair, say no. The Russillo Show with Tim Hasselbeck reminding you, you can listen to all three hours of the show with Will Kane on your phone, on your ESPN app, and you can hit us up on the 100flower.com Twitter feed. It's at Russillo Show. Mexico, poverty rate overrated? We'll explain next. It's ESPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. We have not done this yet. The Raiders got destroyed in Mexico City against the New England Patriots and Marshawn Lynch. And I believe the number is only at five, which surprised me when I read it this morning. Five NFL players uh, not standing or kneeling for the national anthem. Uh, so that number, I think, lower than you would have thought. But the fact that Marshawn sat for the national anthem but then stood for the Mexican anthem 
uh, had Trump worked up. And I'll admit, like, I kind of went, oh, that's what we're doing. Well, didn't everyone? Mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. I, I think if you are, I, I would imagine if you are like, yes, I'm glad. I'm like the players protesting all those things. Do you then go cool, even cooler? He stood for the Mexican anthem, or is that where some would go? Eh, that's. I mean, what are you? What are you doing there? What are you? Are you? Are you celebrating day to day life in Mexico? If you're not standing for the national anthem, saying, okay, the the oppressed relations, all the things that are wrong with America. But, yes, Mexico, they have it figured out. Now I'm standing. No. What you're doing is you're walking through the world with very few brain cells firing on what's actually happening around the world around you. You have a loose grasp of controversy and issues and don't know how to apply it to different situations as they come up before you in your life. Let me give you. Let me make that a little more tangible. You suspect that the United States has some issues between law enforcement and the African American community, but yet when you go to Mexico, you don't realize that the police there have a long history of just disappearing folks. That the record of human rights abuses in Mexico is among the most atrocious in the world. Because really, you know what? In the end, America is the bad guy. That's the place you got to sit for the national anthem here. This is uh, among the, I guess, more enlightened parts of the world. Because you know what? It's not America. That is what's going on. Yeah, I don't have a problem with anybody kneeling. I'm less affected by it um, than, I, than I was a year ago. A year ago, I was like, hey, come on, man. And now I'm like, all right, I get it. That's fine. We can have a difference of opinion. I'm not going to get worked up about it. I think most things in life we all just sort of move on from. They go, you know what? This just doesn't have... I couldn't come on a show on a Monday being like, here are the five guys that didn't stand for the national anthem. But this is being extra. This is being, I get it here, or I think I get it in the United States, and is an even more of a diss to the whole pregame routine. I'm going to stand for Mexico. And you go, okay, well, does that mean that he doesn't have any problems? He wants to be indifferent through the whole thing? I guess you could play that deal. But you're right. Like, I went through it. You think Mexico has it figured out? I mean, that's what you just said is true. The poverty rate is at the same level as some African countries. You're like, wait a minute, what? 47% live in poverty in Mexico? You want to talk about dispersal of wealth. So now this becomes a Mexico. Why don't we talk about corruption? Yeah. Why don't we have, talk about law enforcement, police brutality, murders? So you think <laughs> if he's going to not stand for the, the national anthem, he cannot... He cannot then stand for the Mexican anthem. Well, you're not for any broad concept of justice. You're not for, like, things that ring eternal, regardless of national borders. You're making more a more pointed statement about the red, white, and blue. And its flaws, its sins, which pale in comparison to the national anthem you choose to stand for immediately after that. No one likes the get out argument. Okay, it's it's what, not love, fair. love it or leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not fair. It's it's simplistic. Oh, you don't like it? Get out of here. You know. But this one kind of feels like, oh, really? Like you think you'd be better off in Mexico? What's the Raiders' record? 
Are they four and are they four and six? Six now. What's what am I missing? I'm just. I'll pull it up right now. But what, what's the record have to do with it? I mean, what What's the point in keeping Marshawn around? You're not winning this year. You sign up for that nonsense. The team is clearly not right. Um, well, you know, look, you're not you're not totally out of it with the way the Chiefs are playing in that division. That's true. And you have the win against them. Four and six may get you in at some point. Yeah, and then Play a division, record out in the AFC. A division that we thought was great. So I don't know. Did you guys do this this morning? You, they did it no, on the first only, day. You didn't do it? Only loosely. And it came up actually in relationship to Jerry Jones and his fight against Roger Goodell. And I made this point. This was my only point and why I brought up Marshawn Lynch, what they had talked about earlier in the show. There's a difference between being right and doing right. And I'm referencing Donald Trump now at this point, who tweeted about Marshawn Lynch over the weekend. And my point is this. Donald Trump's right. It's completely disrespectful that Marshawn Lynch did what he did. It's completely out of bounds in my estimation. So Donald Trump is right. But the president tweeting about it is not doing right. You can go around in the world just being right, and then you have to make a decision about whether or not you're doing right. I think Jerry's right, just to complete that analogy, in most of his fight with the NFL. I'm not sold on the job Roger Goodell's doing. I'm not sold on the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. But Jerry's like burn the house down fight isn't doing right. Being right is not no, lead you to always doing the right thing. It's a really good point. Like I think in a different way, the Marshawn thing, it bothers me a little bit more. You go, so wait a minute, you, you've got it all figured out on this side, and this is this is what you're opposed to, but then it's just okay. But maybe he was just doing it because like, all right, we're in Mexico City. I don't want to be just... But the amount of time people I know that they waste getting mad about the president's tweets at this point. Like, don't you see the game? Don't you get it? Exactly. Like, of course, this is a layup for him. The same way the LeVar Ball thing is a layup for him. And you can say this is unbecoming of the president and whatever your politics are. Like, I, I understand. But how do you still get mad about these tweets less than a year in? You already know what's coming. When you see that tweet from the president, you do have to know you're getting played. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, hey, layup. Four, boom, stand, should be suspended, send. And then, you know, smart people, friends of mine, that get so worked up about it and re- let it ruin their day. Let me ask you a question. I, I don't get it. Like, when, I, Why do you do that to yourself anymore? When NFL teams have gone over to, the, to London, to the U.K., there yeah. have been other players who have stood for the U.K. anthem uh, and knelt for the American national anthem. Do you see that as the same? Would you have applied the same criticism to a player? Because we didn't, but we did with Marshawn this time. We didn't do it when that occurred in England. Um, probably because there's never a point where I've thought of England as being as messed up as Mexico. That's right. It's because if you're truly for justice and truly against human rights abuses, that's not the place you do what you just did. Coming up next, Baker Mayfield will not make a start in their final game, but how long will he be out and the other impacts that could have on Baker's Heisman Candidacy. That's all next. You're going to hear from Lincoln Riley, the Sooners head coach as well. With Will Kane, the Rosillo Show at ESPN Radio. Now that Human Resources Director Fernando Pino has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, he's completely crushing it. He even has his own hype song. Supporting our entire workforce, everyone has different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. 
Motivating and engaging our people every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. I'm on the top, I'm gonna rise up. I'm on the top, top, I'm gonna rise up. I'm on the top. Okay, there's a reason we came back with, with Marilyn Manson. Gone too soon. This can't be real, right? Is this happening throughout social media today? So, as you may have heard, Charles Manson, not a good guy. See if I can offend anybody with that. Will someone hit us up on Twitter and be like, well, you know, if you look at the way parents... A hundred percent. Yeah, there's no doubt. Somebody will say, oh, Charles Manson, not a good guy. What do you know? Mind, Rosillo. If you even Do you even know what it's like to be a parent? Hold on. I'm just saying, Will Kane, the Rosillo so show on ESPN. minded I mean, yeah. you ought to read a little bit. I have. No. Charles really Manson, not. bad dude. Bad dude. Um, had, had a cult. That propaganda you've been reading. Led people to murder others. I mean, just, just to, and he was in jail forever. Had a little swastika going on there in the forehead forever. Next thing you know, you're going to start telling us Castro was great and so Mexico's record of human rights he's, is outstanding. He's dead. And people are going to social media who just can't write now. That's I can't RN thinking Marilyn Manson is dead. So one tweet, R.I.P. Charles Manson, you changed music in the 90s forever. He did change music in the 60s. Yep. Justin chimes in, R.I.P. Charles Manson, emoji sad face. I'm in shock, R.N. I can't believe he's dead. Gone too soon. Crying emoji, prayer hands. Another one, picture of Marilyn Manson. Wow. R.I.P. Charles Manson, broken heart emoji, crying emoji, taken too soon, three prayer hand emojis. Last night I tweeted, well, Dak was obviously better than Wentz tonight. Yes. What percentage do you think said I'm the biggest idiot on earth for that? 90. 90? It was a lot. Yeah. That one's so, a little tougher, though, because it just... It's not tough. That level of sarcasm in that context on that night requires an IQ above room temperature to realize is not accurate. But sarcasm, to be fair, sarcasm is... You don't always pick up on it on, on Twitter, okay? You don't always. Like, that one, <laughs> you never know. This is the wrong guy dying. Yeah, but here's where I'm getting at. I'm, do you think social media is a reflection of the stupidity level of society... Or is it a funhouse mirror? Do, is it we're walking through the classroom that is, I don't know how to say this correctly. Yeah, this is weird because usually you're right on it. You know starting and finishing. No, I know what I want to say. I don't know what I, how I can say it. Is social media extraordinarily dumb as compared to society or it's just a great reflection of where we are society? You just don't see it on a regular like basis. Percentage of people you'd walk around and talk to, how many would say this? Is social media yes. a, a higher percentage and we just are more aware to it uh we, we see i don't because you and i are in that window age wise where i think we're on we're, we're like in that perfect spot of of realizing how many times we're older and we're not so old that we that we're out of touch with things okay like there are so many people listening right now who have no idea who charles manson is and that seems unfathomable to you and i 
Well, that's fine. Okay. But that's also not the same thing as thinking he's Marilyn Manson. But then it turns into this deal where it's, oh, wait a minute, Marilyn Manson's dead? Okay, I got to get my tweet out. So sad. Thoughts and prayers. Still alive. Different guy. What do you think, Srudy? Is society as dumb as social media? Or social media a funhouse mirror and exaggeration of society? I'd really like to hope it's the latter. Um, I don't... I I knew who Charles Manson was. Um, I also knew who Marilyn Manson was, and I did not confuse the two, which is why I thought it was so funny. I, I think Twitter is dumber than society, and I think we have to believe that to stay sane. We're hoping for that. You're, yeah. We're hoping it's dumber. Because that's dumb. Real bad. But the problem is, is one guy tweets out a Marilyn Manson thing, and then everybody wants to be involved, and then it's the Thoughts and Prayers Club, and it's how can I share my sadness. I remember almost buying a Marilyn Manson CD once, gone too soon. And you're like, that's kind of a reach. You weren't roommates. <laughs> and he's not dead. All of our phone guests join us on the Shell Penzo Performance Line. Penzo Synthetics, taking synthetic motor oil performance to a whole new level. Make the switch to Penzo Synthetics today. Here's Lincoln Riley on sitting Baker Mayfield down for their last game against West Virginia in the regular season. Come to the decision after thinking about it here over the last few days. Uh, a couple things are going to happen. Uh, Baker won't be a captain uh, for this game, uh, which is a big deal to him, I know especially and for our team because of the kind of leader he is, and this is the last time that he gets to do it on Owen Field. Uh, he also will not start this game, but he will play. So because of the annex with Kansas where he grabs himself, he you know, yelling at him from his sideline, uh, and everybody saw it and everybody talked about it. He apologized after they blew out Kansas. He's not going to start, and we don't know how long he's going to be out in that West Virginia matchup. Do you agree with Booger? That we saw, spoke to Booger McFarland a little bit earlier, and he said he would. What did he say? He would be hesitant to vote for Baker for Heisman, or we'd have concerns. I can't remember the exact language he used. He said concerns, because then he gave us the definition of integrity and all, you know all these things that are supposed to be part of the Heisman Trophy voting. And process. he said it's not just because of this incident. To be clear, yeah. he said it's an accumulation of Baker's off the field incidents. He was throwing in stories about him being tossed from restaurants at Texas Tech. Yeah, the arrest. The arrest. In Arkansas, I believe it happened, right? Or was it in Oklahoma? I thought it was in Oklahoma. I don't know. Um, yeah, Baker's going to win the Heisman. <laughs> I would vote for him, too. And I don't know how much I would hold this against him. I mean, how much did people hold Jameis' thing against him? How much did people hold all of Cam Newton's stuff against him? None. They, I mean, those were ongoing. Jameis' was ongoing. Jameis's was ongoing. The Cam Newton one kept changing all the time. You're like, wait a minute, he's suspended? Oh, now he's not? Like, what's going on here? His dad can't show up to the national championship game? Oh, there he is a few rows up. He's like, whatever. Like, my son's playing the national title game? I'm not not coming to it. So I read a thing from Kansas, by the way, because I was wondering if there's something I was missing. The Kansas players, all they were saying was that, you know, we just want to try to get in his head. So them not shaking his hand at the coin toss at the beginning was just their way of trying to get in his head. And then they took some cheap shots at him. So you know, they Baker, got in his head, all right, but it motivated him to play really well. Yeah, I don't know. They were like, well, early on, did they have an early it, scouting report? Like, hey, he can get a little frazzled if you. If you that's what they were saying. That's seriously. If you read some of the quotes from the defensive players from Kansas, they're going, you know, we knew he likes to talk a lot, so we were going to try to mess with him a little, and it worked early. And you're like, did it? Because I guess there were three three and outs early on. Anyway, 
The Rosillo Show reminding you, you can watch all three hours of show on ESPN News. A pilot lied to me yesterday, and I told that story, and we had pilots call in, and this is actually going to help everyone that travels ever. That's next with Will Kane, Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. We talked a little bit about travel in the first hour, and I was coming back from Penn State, and we were delayed. And I don't care. It happens. I, I try not to be the freak-out guy, but I just don't like when pilots lie, and I suggested that they do. Not all, but some do. And we had a couple pilots call in, and they were like, you're right on the mark. So here's Previously. Previously on the Ryan Rosillo Show. So I land in Philly. And everybody's freaking out because we've already been delayed in the way. And I'm not doing, like, I don't like people complaining about stuff. You know, when people complain about Delta, I go, what? You're complaining about Delta? So we land in Philly and the pilot goes, all right, folks, uh, we've got a slight delay here with the gate. It sounds like the boys back at the terminal are caught up in the Eagles game. And that's causing a lot of traffic coming through. And uh, you know how football is. So uh, we'll see if we can't pry those guys away from the television set. All right, so let's go to Chris in Chicago. Usually we're just the messenger, and we get our information from air traffic control or from the airport that says the gate's not ready. So usually we're just the messenger for uh, Ryan. I think it was a bad joke by a, probably a dark pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so We liked that joke. We did. We laughed really hard. People are going to think that's fake media laugh, but it was funny. That was Chris. He's in Chicago. So they lie to you. And by the way, we've gotten several tweets, some of whom are um, the progeny of air traffic controllers, some air traffic controllers themselves defending themselves, saying, look, man, we're just messengers, too. We're just getting the information and relaying it on to the pilots. So we're just going to keep doing this game. If there's a mechanical issue and they have to file all the paperwork, and yes, I get it, better down what is here, this then paperwork. By the way, this paperwork sounds complicated, and it's one of those words where we go, "Oh, yeah, the paperwork." Is it fifteen pages? What is it? I don't know. I've never had to fill any out. <laughs> you ever flown a plane? It's got to be harder than the paperwork. I don't know. I, I, look, all I know is that when you're told it's going to be about ten minutes, it it rarely is. That's all, and that's fine. And then as most people know your arrival time is padded out so that the airlines can have better stats. And when there's a 20 minute delay and they go, we're going to make us some time in the air. And then we're still going to have you about six minutes early. You're not, I'm not six minutes early. We just sat around for 30 minutes. Just lying. We're, we're to you six minutes this. before your padded wire police stats type arrival time, but that's okay, man. I mean, for the most part, none of it bothers me that much it just was that specific lie that the pilot said the reason no one was at the gate to get us ready to deplane was because they were watching an eagles game and there was a lot of air traffic because the eagles were playing the cowboys when it was noon eastern the game was at 8 30 and it was in dallas so i said something you guys need some new material that game's in dallas and it's in eight hours 
And they went, whoa. Nervous chuckle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. A little of that. And you walked away. And what do you think they said about you? Jerk. Jerk. Calling Jerk. us out on our lies. Calling us out. No one else in the plane. I was looking around like, anybody else? Anybody else here? Who's so, with me? There you go. No one. No one was with me. People were like, man, this game must be a good game. <laughs> Nobody's even at the gate. Hit us up at Rosilla Show, one hear flowers.com Twitter feed. Uh, what do you got? Anything? You ever pay for Wi-Fi on the plane? Let me ask you a question. I have. What's your dollar figure where you'll chase down a refund? Well, that's you got a, a th- great question. You got a threshold where it's not worth your time, right? Let me tell you something. Wi-Fi on a flight is getting there, right? It's $33 it's a, a flight. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's egregious. And what's the success rate on plane Wi-Fi? It's low. It's less than 50%. Yeah. Or it just doesn't work. I actually think I have a couple codes from wireless providers. And I don't even remember how to use them. And I could, every time it's a work deal, I could expense it. And even then, I'll go 20 bucks for flight to Miami. I'm not, I'm not corporate doing citizen. It. Yeah. Nice. And the thing about it is, they can get you on that Wi Fi that's 50 50 likely it's going to work because you're not going to chase down your $30 refund because it's a hassle. Oh, it's so, such a hassle. So, yeah. what's your price point? What's your threshold? Depends on my mood. If you're I angry? feel like, if I feel like the man's been getting me, yeah. For a few weeks, out of principle, I'll I'll go. Hey, that didn't work, and you guys charged me twenty bucks. Totally agree. Nobody better mess with me today. After that Denver Broncos thing, I am raring to go. You try to get me for five dollars, and I'm coming after you for my five dollar refund. You really felt like we were trying to put you in some kind of corner there on that Broncos thing. You, you got know, real defensive. You brought up a two year old debate, apropos of nothing. Brought in a partner. Got me. What's great about it You're is like my a favorite feral part. cat in a barn, and, and Hasselbeck and I were standing there with a flashlight and like a hockey stick. That <laughs> visual. <laughs> and then That's my what favorite, that segment felt By like. the way, I was in my barn minding my own business, right, just killing <laughs> mice and stuff. And y'all came in messing me with your flashlight. And here's the great thing about it. The crowd, you went back to the house in the kitchen, you're like, hey, we messed with that feral cat. And you guys were like, damn feral cat, always trying to fight. No, you came to my barn with your flashlight. All these people on social media. Well, probably... I hate Kane. So abrasive. Debate. I'm like, Ryan picked this fight. All right. Well, I apologize. I apologize. We also have a lot of people uh, sticking up for Marshawn Lynch here, saying it's better that he stood. It's not a diss to America. It's him wanting to keep peace with Mexico. That's all right. They're broken up about Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Too soon, man. Gone too soon. Uh, Just in case Marilyn Manson is not dead. Charles Manson is, and if you missed it a little bit earlier, there's some people on social media letting Marilyn Manson know how great his music was. And that's not necessarily inaccurate, that statement about the music. All right, coming up next, Bamani Jones for Will Kane, The Rosillo Show. It's ESPN Radio.